go. Welcome to Wellness Wednesday and the Chronically Driven Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Silva. If you listened to last week's show, you heard a portion of my interview with shamanic practitioner and mentor, Angela Faith. I'm excited to bring you that expanded conversation today, and you'll get to meet Angela in just a moment. But before we get started, what is shamanism? Well, shamanism is a spiritual practice that you'll find in many cultures around the world, dating from ancient times up to the present day. Shamanism itself is not a religion or a formalized system of beliefs or ideologies. Rather, it's a group of activities and experiences shared by shamans in cultures around the world. As an individual practice in non-Indigenous cultures, shamanism is studied and practiced as a life path, a way of living. Following a shamanic perspective, individuals seek to be in relationship with the spirit in all things. They seek to use information and guidance from non-ordinary reality to intentionally form their own life experience. This perspective is not contradictory of any religious practice that allows a person to be in direct relationship with whatever they perceive as a higher power. We are going to be exploring this and a whole lot more when you meet my guest. But first, I'd like to set the intention for the hour with some soothing sounds from the forest with some drumming. Have a listen. It is a chance to sort of, like I said, set the intention, but also it is a great opportunity to do some stretching or grab a beverage if you want, because you are not going to want to miss hearing from Angela. Stay tuned. You are listening to Chronically Driven, and we will be right back. All right, now that we are grounded and in the groove, I would like to formally introduce you to today's guest. Joining me now is someone I have really enjoyed getting to know, and I can't wait for you to meet her. Angela Faith is a shamanic practitioner and mentor, and through her work and way of being, she inspires others to create wholeness, wellness, and harmony through spiritual work and guidance. Shamanism is the oldest spiritual practice known to humankind, and through this way of healing and mentoring, Angela supports others in learning to live in a more natural way, moving past trauma and illness, and stepping into a purposeful life. Speaking from experience, Angela has gone through her own journey of growth and as part of her own personal development journey, has earned a Bachelor of Metaphysical Science from the University of Sedona, has completed a 200-hour yoga teacher training, and she has also studied spiritualism and related disciplines at the Lilydale Assembly in Lilydale, New York. I am so drawn to Angela's spirit and energy. She exudes warmth, kindness, and there is wisdom that she has gained over the years. I'm so honored that she is here and sharing that with us today. 
Welcome again to Chronically Driven. Sandra Sova here, very excited to introduce you to our guest today. Joining me is Angela Faith. And Angela, I am so excited to have you here to spend some time with again today. I'm very excited to be here, Sandra. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to spend more time with you. Absolutely. We were introduced through a mutual friend and spent some time getting to know one another on a um, private group that we were in. And we got to thinking perhaps that this is worth a little bit more of a conversation. So I'm delighted to have you here on the podcast and on the radio show, because you have what I feel is a very interesting story to tell, a life's, life's experience, but also more of a journey that you've been on of healing and growth and discovery. And I think that so many of those things have their, their foundation in health and wellness and overall well-being. And I think you've done a lot of personal work in that area. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And absolutely everything you just said. Yes, it is in my own journey and it has been a journey to wellness. Mm -hmm. And that's what I say. I, I avoid the word heal because I don't think we need to be healed as much as we need to remember how well we are mm. being restored to wellness mm -hmm. and through life, through we, you and I talked about traumas and, and everyone that I've ever met has had an experience that they perceive as a trauma. And in my own experience that can create physical illnesses, mental illnesses, all kinds of lovely manifestations. And I have discovered in my journey, and that's what I love to share. I share a little bit about my story, but I love to share my restoring to wellness mm -hmm. story. Um, others will call it their awakening, sharing that part, because I work with a lot of women that are ready for change. They just don't know where to even begin. And I go about it as a shamanic practitioner in a very ancient way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And it does restore wellness, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the emotional. And yes. And it's all, it's all tied together. The, mm -hmm. the physical, the physical, the, the mental and the emotional health, but also that spiritual connection. And I'm finding that more and more as we are re- discovering a lot of these modalities and practices and just beliefs and tools that have been around forever. And I know you and I talked a lot about how there's also so much of it is tied to nature. Yes. Yes. We are, everything is cyclical and I don't believe we're the first I don't think this is the first time that humans have gotten too big for their britches, if you will. <laughs> and we get further and further away, generations away from our connection to all that is. And we become dependent on systems and, and governments and, and outside sources. And I don't remember that I'm not big on um, good on numbers, but I think it's like, I can't remember a huge percentage of the day that we spend sedentary in front of a screen. Mm -hmm. And so we are disconnected. We're living in an unnatural way. And I've discovered that some of us that are what I call sensitive souls, 
that can really affect the life experience. And for me, as I shared with you, I first attempted suicide when I was nine years old mm -hmm. and no one talked to me about being a sensitive, but I was always a different child. I was, I was different. I acted different. I, I felt different and I was never taught about earthing or hugging trees <laughs> or the things that some people may think sound foo-foo, but our ancestors, indigenous cultures, they worked the land. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that they had to make time to go sit outside. They, they slept on the ground, they worked the land and it was, it was innate within them. And we forget, and that's really all I do. I facilitate people remembering and the results, Sandra, are mind blowing in my own story and in those that I, I get the honor to support in their own journey. It is, it's transformational and not just in the way they experience life, but I've had the honor of working with massage therapists that get regular massages mm -hmm. and they've come back and reported that even their, their massage therapist can feel a difference in their tissue can feel a difference in their physicality after a shamanic healing or implementing the teachings that I, um, well, even in a shamanic healing, I prescribe, if you will, things for an individual to do to follow up and restore their wellness. Absolutely. And interesting, I wonder if like in that um, example you gave, if the practitioner is, is sensing not only just a physical change, but energetic Yes, lightness, because you know, a lot of a lot of practitioners also have that ability, like not even if it's not specifically like a Reiki, but they can feel a lot of people are very, very intuitive for that. And when you have when you go through a long period of time of holding on to stress, tension, trauma, yes. whatever it is, you literally are become tight and in knots. And that's where we often experience physical symptoms that we can feel that tightness in our in our gut or an upset stomach, or a tightness in our chest. But then on a deeper level on a cellular level, those things affect us. You talked about bringing people through a process to help to help them, you know, release a lot of this stuff. And when we have, we touched on on trauma. Yes. And trauma can, I mean, it can be huge catastrophic things, or it can be <clears throat> simply the absence of the nurturing that you needed at a particular time. I've heard trauma being described as any time that you did not have the ability or the tools to deal with what was ha happening around you. Mm -hmm. And so for so many of us, trauma at whatever level happens in our, in our childhood when we're younger. And over time, that really can manifest yes. with a dis- connect and dis-ease disease. Yes, absolutely. And and from a shamanic approach, I look at disease, dis-ease as having three root causes that manifest in the physical. And and I agree. We I believe that I love your definition of trauma, experiencing something that you're not capable yet of processing. But again, isn't that what we're here for? Mm -hmm. To expand our capacity 
to love and to process events and come out with love. And, and it's not, I'm not all like, oh, just be love and light, but I am aware that I am just love and light, but I can forget that. And through life experiences, it's almost like we forget. And then the rest of our time is spent remembering <laughs> mm -hmm. or lifetimes is spent expanding and remembering. And I, I don't want to lose my train of thought because I was going, okay, the three root causes of disease yes. dis that manifest into illnesses, chronic illnesses or, or, um, bodies, foreign bodies within the body, blocked energy, which again, if you are a sensitive soul and, and often people may be familiar with the term empath, mm -hmm. absorbing other people's energies, that is a thing, but there is also, it's a gift. And when we're taught how to manage our own energy and to observe and not absorb and understanding our purpose, then we aren't taking it on. But I, I understand that the reason at nine years old, I was ready to take my own life is I had a near death experience before that, that was not scary. I was not afraid to go. And I was absorbing everyone's energy. I was sent to school and I was absorbing the loud bells and all of the rush you know, from one class to the next, it was all so overwhelming. And I wasn't taught how to move my energy, how to cleanse my energetic body. So blocked energy can be an, an, a problem, loss of power. And again, these are things that a lot of us experience, but we're not taught how to reclaim our power. So when um, I experience a trauma, for me, I was and I shared this with you and I'm very open about this because I, I like to share this. It's part of my story. I was given alcohol from the age of nine and groomed and I was subjected to having sex with adult men by the age of 12. And it was, it was, it became a very normal lifestyle, but it was also a very low vibration lifestyle. So I always use this example when I was raped at 12, I didn't lose my self-esteem or my self-worth. I lost my belief in those things. My yes. belief can be restored. Okay, so, so loss of power. A lot of times, even if it's not that extreme, as girls were told, don't talk so much. Don't talk mm -hmm. that way. <laughs> don't say that, say this, be this. And we're rewarded to say, think and be a certain way and we're punished for thinking. And so we lose our power. We lose our ability to trust our intuition. We go to school and we get domesticated. We, we learn to left brain and we quit using our imagination. And then there's soul fragmentation. And this is really what I, I don't specialize in anything, but this is what I've been called to really focus on. And I, I love observing the results and this made a difference for me after all the therapy and all the personal development books and all the things, <laughs> I still felt better, but there was still something missing. In shamanism, we understand that your soul, when you go through that trauma, whatever it is for you, you, a part of your soul can leave your body, if you will, because we're not all contained in this shell. You've heard of your higher self. Mm -hmm. So your higher self, your, your actual, your other part of your soul, if you will, 
I'd like to say 80% is up there and 20% is in here if you're a numbers person. And when we go through a trauma, and we talked about this, a lot of people will report in my own experience and working with others that they felt like they left their body during a sexual assault. Often women say they, they didn't have the ability to move or scream or, or run, and then they feel guilty because they feel they should have done more. Well, this is a natural defense mechanism. Protection. Protection, exactly. I've heard the sim exactly. similar stories from people who have been in absolutely traumatic car accidents. Car accidents, exactly. They don't mm -hmm. remember the collision. Now, other people remember it, but they remember it at, like they're observing it. I've talked to people that mm -hmm. feel, so that's the same thing. You're not in the body. You're watching it from up here. And what we've not been taught is how to bring ourselves back when it's safe. Instead, yeah. we go into survival mode for years from that one incident. And also being perhaps afraid to bring it forward or to visit it because feeling that doing so will bring back that sense of being completely unsafe. Yes. And, and so compartmentalize it and keep it away, keep it away. Yeah. Meantime, yeah there's a festering going on. Exactly. Either we do that or we join groups and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. <laughs> so we're staying in the vibration of the event or we medicate it and avoid it altogether. And um, and I, I don't want to talk a whole lot on that because I never want it to be perceived that I'm saying that medication is bad or a weakness. However, I do observe that our culture medicates anything that doesn't feel what we perceive as good. And we can't expand as humans, as souls, if we don't, if we don't go through struggles, Absolutely. if we are numbed, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't work. It, it makes everyone around us more comfortable, I think. I <laughs> when do, <we're... laughs> I, Angela, I do want to touch on this a little bit because I think it's, an, it's, it's something that we both found that we had in common. And mm -hmm. I also know that, and what I'm talking about is over medicating, self-medicating, yes. whether that's through prescription, over-the-counter, or through alcohol or through drugs or through behaviors. It is something that I think that there is, it is a huge reality. I think it is a large reality um, in the female population in mm -hmm. our age group. And I think it doesn't get talked about enough. And I think there's a real danger in that. So um, when we had our discussion a few days ago, we both talked about with a, sen with a strong sense of, pride how we have done the work and gone from people that were dependent and using ways to to mask and to cover up and to numb in some cases and that's yeah. that takes a toll it takes a toll and it it's like i think you had used it, it you get on this wheel i won't get onto the soapbox about our healthcare system but i did spend 25 years in the legal profession as a court stenographer and I got to hear some behind the scenes things and it's a business oh and a you huge know pharmaceutical, all of it. it it is it is a huge business and the sicker you are the better it is for someone and I encourage people often like don't get off your meds I'm not a doctor but start incorporating these other things and you may find the need for the meds disappears and you are not powerless don't put so much faith 
because the doctors only know what they know. And so explore options mm -hmm. and, and other entrusting your innate knowing. And I have found in my own experience, when I make a decision, when I make a decision to surrender, things start lining up. I call them cooperative components, spirit allies. But it's when I trust in something that I can't see. And the most hopeless I've ever been is when I didn't have faith in anything. And that's when I was self-medicating. And with all the things you listed, <laughs> it wasn't one of, it wasn't mm -hmm. prescriptions or this or this. It was all of them. Relationships, sex, drugs, prescriptions, alcohol, anything that I, food, anything. But as going back to soul fragmentation, when the soul parts for protection, in indigenous times, the person that was traumatized, that was addressed immediately. So they fixed the broken arm, like we talked mm -hmm. about, but they also addressed the, you know, the energetic body, the soul part of the trauma of being, I don't know, hit by a buffalo <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and now we go many years, like you said, without any retrieval so we're kind of working on not full calibers if you will mm -hmm. we're moving forward in life in a way that feels right or looks right on the outside but on the inside people report they just don't feel whole now i will say when i do a soul retrieval as a shamanic practitioner i i journey to other worlds and i work with my spirit allies and i bring these these soul pieces back and I return them, but it's not the, the trauma, it's the self-respect, it's the self-love or whatever the voice, it's different for everyone. But I always tell people, this is not a quick fix, voodoo, magic, poof, you're healed. This is a, we're returning these things and now it's your responsibility to love them and create a safe place for them to return to. And so it's it you're but you get inspired and supported from the spirit realm, if you will, your angels, whatever word works for you. You start recognizing how opportunities, people, things just start lining up and you feel empowered. You feel your intuition. You feel like you're whole again. And so then the real work begins, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that so much of that is like how, how you laid, laid outlined that is you do have to reclaim your power. You do have to have that belief. And I mean, I always have the belief that just thinking on the, on the health, of health and wellness area that, that we are divinely designed yes. to heal and repair and restore and again the example no break your wrist you go to the hospital yeah. but other things when we are experiencing a sense of discomfort or when something is not right within our body that is not an indication that we are deficient in a prescription medication right. it is an indication that there is something and it's an opportunity it's a choice at that time well what do you want to do do you want to look at the root cause Mm -hmm. Or do you want your situation just to somehow be masked and, and go and, you know, be, be alleviated. Yeah. And so when you give away your power to all the decision-making and everything, well, let's just go to, to yeah. the, um, to the physicians and to the, into the pharmacies because they know best. But when you are, when you learn to tune in and yeah. listen to 
and then what the real key is then have in your toolkit yes things that you can do yes practices that you can put into place tools and so many things that mm -hmm. you yourself can create health is not something that is manufactured in right. a factory health right. and wellness is created from mm -hmm. within absolutely if it doesn't change in your mind it doesn't change on the outside at all and that's where i created it was created through me i should say <laughs> my um signature programs a shamanic approach to modern living and metamorphosis because i was doing the healing work but then people were moved Right. feeling inspired to move forward in a new way but wasn't sure what that looked like because they had spent all so much faith in the doctors and doing the same yeah. thing and for me it, it looks like things like what do you do as soon as you open your eyes in the morning because that can change your whole world meditation sitting still is is people that work with me i know get tired of hearing me because i i i have my people um, that work with me do a meditation log, keep a log, date, time, experience, mm. to break down what, because they'll come to me and they'll say, I'll say, how was your meditation? Well, I hit a block and I'll let them share how. And then I always go back to, you can't do it wrong other than just not doing it. We get hung up on what the experience is supposed yeah. to be, but just sitting your ass still <laughs> for three to five minutes a day allows the body and such. And then, yes, being outside. But I, I teach about being with nature, not just being in nature. So, yes, going outside is wonderful. But if you're out there on your phone mm -hmm. or just walking to your car or complaining because the weather isn't perfect for you that's not really connecting but walking outside and, and I shared this last week um, the what closing your eyes tune into what you hear what do you smell what do you taste what do you feel and then open your eyes you're connecting with your senses because we have an innate connection and that's what I teach in a shamanic approach is we talk about animism. We talk about gathering your medicine bundle and your medicine bundle is what, like what you were referring to. Instead of the pills, it's what are you watching? What are you reading? What are you putting in your body? And some people I work with are so focused on their weight. And it's like when you start spending time outside, your food choices start changing. When you start watching things that bring you joy, your food choices start changing. When you're watching the news and getting anxious and overwhelmed, you're gonna crave sweets. But a lot of times we're not taught that. And mm -hmm. you and I shared this similar at, at, I think age 12, I was given a prescription for Tagamet. I had stomach ulcers. No one asked me what I was eating or, and breath work, breath work. Oh, often we hold our breath when we get nervous or afraid. And I've discovered that it's not the flat tire that caused your anxiety attack. It's that you started holding your breath when you saw the flat tire that caused your anxiety attack. And I've learned, Sandra, that it's not saying breathe when you get anxious. I teach women to breathe every day, breath work every day. Mm -hmm. So then when life shows up, you, are, you have access to it because you've been practicing it. Practicing.
And that's where the power of choice in how you're going to engage and react comes in. So it all, um, and in nature, yes, I, I talk to birds, I work with animals, they are my teachers, not, yes. not other humans. I, I'm able to have better relationships because my humans aren't needing to provide me everything nature does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of my lessons cyclical everything is cyclical I, I don't remember if i shared this with you but i, I want to share it now because i just love this analogy i'll be 50 this year and i'm really excited about that <laughs> it blows my mind half a century old and my body is changing right and i love trees i love trees so much and i, I love looking at pictures of trees and how they're different they they have different curves and bends and humps and weird places and branches going different ways i would never look at a tree and criticize its changes or its shape or its form so mm -hmm. i look at myself the same way I am a tree. I'm beautiful with all of my new curves and softness and hardness and all of my uniqueness. That and is something that's so important. And that's something yeah. that it's, you know, polar opposite of what, um, you know, the media teaches, especially, especially mm. young people growing up and yeah. to have that, that acceptance and that just that real sort of be have that that curious nature and that uh, and to yeah. to watch and and I, I really liked how you know ob, ob, observe not absorb and to yes. and to just to to just go go with that it's mm -hmm. uh, that's a that's also a, a, a something really to to learn to accept and to embrace what where we're at what we've got at any given time and try to shine with with what we've got and we're so unique mm -hmm. yeah we're cyclical and and studying in shamanism we study the directions and this the seasons and learning from the seasons when you're in your winter when you're in your fall um and ceremony and ritual is is ancient and that's also what so i want to say really quick with as a shamanic mentor mm -hmm. i don't teach others how to be a shamanic practitioner I teach others how to practice a spiritual practice of shamanism that changes their whole way of being in their relationships, in their careers, in, in whatever stage they are in their life. And then if they are called to become a shamanic practitioner, serving others in that way. But I'm very big on, shamanism has gotten really popular of late with online workshops and things and and those are wonderful but i'm very much on the concept and the belief and this is what my guides have taught me and this is what i practice if you don't have a strong spiritual shamanic practice in your own life you're not ready to treat others right. <laughs> right if you're not a clear if you're not able to become a hollow bone because you still are mad at your parents or you know the ex-husband it's not and this is just my personal opinion because there are a lot of workshops out there that that promote teaching you how to heal your family your friends and your community with shamanism and I only believe you can, you know, project where you are. You can't give what you don't have. Mm -hmm. And I I, I practice what I teach and I demonstrate the beauty of it because I do come from a life of 
sex, assault, drugs, you name it. We've talked about cancer. I've had cancer. I've, I've lost two children. I've, I've had two miscarriages and I've, I've got twin adult daughters, which is another whole package of beautiful lessons, right? And this having a spiritual practice ties everything else together. And as you said, I was on, I had the diagnoses of irritable bowel syndrome, ulcers, lots of chronic feminine problems, hysterectomy at a young age, endometriosis. I can't even remember all of the, and then the mental uh, bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, PTSD. And I, I'm joyful most of the time. Mm -hmm. That is a miracle to me. That is a miracle to me because the last time I wanted to die was May 11, 2006. Mm -hmm. That's when my life, and I will share, I was sitting in a jail cell by myself. Mm. I had hit a bottom and I heard that inner voice, that higher power, whatever you want to call it, saying, you don't have to go down like this. You don't have to. And then I made that decision and things started, people, places, things started showing up, but I had to be willing to go to any length. And I think that's where you had said, you got to a point, you just made a decision, enough is enough. So many of the things, the real pivotal changes in direction or lifestyle or habits have all started with that when I myself make that decision and it just something just clicks and then as as you've talked about too then you start when you start paying attention a lot of avenues of support and guidance start showing up for you in in that way i you know in talking about the teaching of a shamanic practice for um a lifestyle and a ritual and all all of these things they're not something that you do for three weekends and then you got it it is it is it is a continual practice it's a choice to be going down the path of your life in a more intentional way more proactive than reactive instead of just you know you you talked about how do you start your day do you have and and uh, by the same token how do you end your day i think having a strong morning and nighttime routine that you honor for yourself and you don't allow yourself to be pulled and fragmented. I think that is, there's a lot of magic right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and I'm all about accountability. You know, if I'm blaming anyone, my adult children, my parents, anyone, I've surrendered my power, even if it's a justified resentment. And I'll tell you, I, I have had as a child raised in in the lifestyle I was raised in, I've had a lot of opportunities to work on resentments and justified resentments. And we can, I tell people all the time that are fighting to justify their resentment. If you put half that energy into move into forgiving instead of justifying, you will free yourself from the shackles. It is <laughs> freeing. Yeah, I, I mean, because in the, and this is something that is such a powerful gift to be able yeah. to teach people because until you're able to move past that, if you're still holding on to resentments, and yeah. I was, 
I definitely was in that category, um, tormented by things for years and years and years. Yeah. And then when you find, you find different ways, you find tools, you decide you're ready. Yep. Move forward past that. It yes. is so freeing. It, yes. You can't eat, like you can't even imagine. And then you continue and, and, it's, and it's almost like it, it doesn't, I don't slip back once you kind of get through yeah, because it's not it's so previously when you're holding on to um, re resentments or grudges or things like that, I think you're in your headspace. Yes. And when you move into being able to surrender, release, let, let go, you're coming from your heart space. Yes. Yeah. And that is, that's where I think that 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 recovery, I mm -hmm. think that's that it has to have that connection. Absolutely. It's expansive. And going back to what you were saying about not, you know, not it being a three weekend or I've seen people that have read a book and they're out doing soul retrievals because there's a book called soul retrieval. Um, and it is, I don't support that just because I think sometimes we can open up things that we, that aren't ready to be opened up or, or bring back pieces that aren't ready to, to be integrated. And for me, shamanism for me is a way of being hmm. it's not i'm not a healer when i have a session i i'm a healer everywhere i go when i walk through the grocery store the energy i'm putting out when i walk past a tree it is aware of me and i am aware of it i am but if we're not and I will share this with you, you know, in, in all the therapy and, and all the books and the self-help books, it's like, you got to love yourself. You got to love yourself. And I was always trying, how do, how do I do that? Or trying to find the person that would love me so I could love me or, or looking for it in, in different places. And when I, through shamanism, the, the spiritual practice of shamanism, I have fallen in love with all of creation mm. and it reflects me. And so I say to people, when I criticize me, I'm criticizing all of creation. When I criticize the state of the world, because everything is divinely orchestrated, these bodies of ours, as a shamanic practitioner, I don't, I live in harmony with all things and all creatures. And <laughs> I, I, if I get bit by something or, or stung or, or I, I receive the medicine, and last week I got a, a nasty tick um, bite and it I had a reaction that I've never had before. And I, I look into that. And for me, this is kind of how this works because forgiveness is also a state of being. Mm -hmm. I can forgive 10 people, but if I stay angry at that one, it's just as I might as well stay angry at all because it's just as, as poisonous to me. And the same thing with hating anything in nature and a tick is real easy to hate, <laughs> right? So I researched what is their primary purpose? Help me understand, teach me. They have a huge purpose. They are, they are essential to the ecosystem. They are a food source for many animals that would not get the protein like they are so significant so do i like them no they really freak me out when they're on my body but i don't have this feeling that i belong here and it doesn't mm -hmm. or or a so that's it's it's a way of engaging and then again i the other part of shamanism that i teach and and i practice is the journey and that is to get direct divination or healing doing healing journeys
by receiving guidance in this way through spirit guides. I, I teach with about power animals and spirit allies. And it's not like, oh, your power animal is a lion. Oh, great. And then you ask someone, well, what does that mean to you? I don't know, but it's a lion. I teach to, to build that relationship because all animals, it, it requires trust, a give and take. And what I have found is by creating a world where I engage with spirit animals, power animals, totem animals, spirit guides. I never feel alone. I always feel safe. I always feel loved. And again, my human relationships, I'm not so demanding on the husband or the children to make me feel all of those things. Mm -hmm. So I can let the adult children be who they are without saying, you need to come visit me so I feel loved as a mother. I've released them from that expectation. And that's what I've learned about forgiveness, talking about that. Because again, we say you have to forgive. Well, how do you do that? Forgiving yourself first. And I find that forgiveness is releasing one from the expectation placed on them. Mm. Our culture puts a lot of unreasonable expectations, especially on a mother, on a woman, on men even. Releasing from that expectation, that unreasonable expectation, or even if it's a reasonable one. And accountability rather than blame. Mm. Accountability says what you did was wrong and I hold you accountable or what you did was was harmful. Let's use that word instead. I don't like using right and wrong. What you did was harmful and I hold you accountable, but I'm going to hold myself accountable, too, because I had choices. And some of my choices also contributed to my suffering. I may not have been aware of my choices because I was a young girl, but I'm aware now. And so I can hold everyone accountable. And that allows me to offer compassion. Mm. Whereas blame is all judgment. I blame you. I, you're, I'm your, you know, um, What's the saying? Judge, jury, and, and anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, and then blame is is not holding myself accountable. It's giving you all the responsibility. Because what I learned is I did a whole lot to contribute to my own suffering, and I learned that when the mother had passed away and she transitioned, and I was all those people that from my youth were gone, and I was sitting in that jail cell with no one left to blame. <laughs> and so, accountability, compassion. I hold myself accountable, but offer myself so much compassion. And those that um, I actually sent a message to some of the men that were participants in my, mm. um, um, I don't know what word to use, the sexual, <clears throat> sexual abuse, I guess you would call it, the rape when I was younger. And what I said to them is, I told them who I was, <laughs> and I said, well, your participation in what happened to me was not okay, but I forgive you. Mm. And that's truly how I felt. I felt they participated. They were there, you know, it, it's, and so I'm holding, again, I was a child, but my accountability is kind of like what you had shared. I, I stayed angry and held onto it and, and, and harmed myself for many years. That's right. So you did that for you. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly. something that we, you do for we do for ourselves. Is that for me? I don't even know if they got the message. I did yep. it in a way that I gave it to the universe, and I won't know if they get the message. And you could have done that for you could have just done that through thought. You could have written mm-hmm. down and then burned the letters. It's it's just, so it's had nothing. Absolutely, it really had nothing to do with them. It had to do Absolutely. with you and, and with that. Yes, um, reclaiming reclaiming your power. My voice. Yes. Forgiveness primarily for first for yourself yep to and to allow to to allow to heal i think yeah. one of the things too that is that we're a habit that so many people have is negative self talk yes right? oh and that's yes oh yes and that is what people don't recognize is that affects not just you but the whole world mm-hmm. the web of life your thoughts are vibrations Oh yeah, your thoughts are powerful. You've had things happen like you think something good and it happens. I tell people you're manifesting all the time with your thoughts. If more of us understood the power of the energy all around us and our responsibility of what we're able to do with that, what we're able to create manifest or ruin and screw up (laughs) you are creating because those kind of people that are always complaining always have something to complain about right and and we all do it's that contrast but i teach that your focus is your superpower Mm -hmm. and so even with people that have have um um diagnoses i encourage them don't say i have fibromyalgia say i've been diagnosed with very uh, yes, a woman um, th- that I had on my on my show a couple years ago is a um, an, an intuitive healer and a spiritual mm-hmm. medium, and talked a lot about not saying my arthritis. Yes, because yes. you're just the arthritis, the, the condition. But if you say my my head, you're you're putting out that you're taking ownership of it. You're, you're making it your reality. Like, you're claiming right. it. Yes, you're claiming ma'am. it. Yes, you are claiming it. And and our culture, again, we have support groups for everything. I I have a family member that just, I do the same thing. She she just comes over and just dumps and I'll try to steer the conversation. <laughs> and she'll say, well, I'm supposed to talk about it, aren't I? No, honey. I know that's what you've been taught, but let's talk about something let's talk about the things you love about your partner instead of focusing on all the things that are making you crazy all the things that you because yeah you make your reality by your thoughts Mm -hmm. and your words and how do you do that because that's not easy when you've spent 30 years thinking that the world sucks everyone is out to get you or or whatever it the thought is that nobody loves you because i spent a lot of years feeling that way Mm. It takes deliberate, intentional, consistent effort. I wrote a blog on it. It's called Dice. <laughs> deliberate. Yes. So you can't just go back to your default. And that's what I recognize after soul retrievals. I often tell the people that when you start talking negative to yourself, you're going to feel your body reacting quickly. Like, uh-uh. You may get a catch in your throat or a, you know, like you're, you're going to be more aware because awareness is key Mm -hmm. and it's, it's changing neural pathways is like a new thing. I think Joe Dispenza talks a lot about it and it's in, well, shamans knew about this a long time ago. It's not a new concept that when you change the way you think and speak, 
it changes your reality. This is all just a dream and you are the dream maker. And so, yes, your thoughts, your words, but with my, my way of being, my way of, and people will say, well, what is it? Is it the crystals? Is it the moon water? Is it the this? Who knows? But I'm going to do it all. And I do get called crazy sometimes, but I can deal with this kind of crazy. I, I can deal with, with this, this kind, kind of, of crazy. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And, yes. you know, it's it's just, it, it, there's so, so many of these things. There's what I, what I like about learning about things like this is that it's so complementary to a lot of the, the stuff that, uh, that I'm, I'm already doing and just expanding, mm -hmm. expanding um, everyone's knowledge and to be able to share. I mean, this is Angela, this has been really, really lovely. Time has gone super fast. We've just, yes, we've just been ta would. talking away. Um, <laughs> I know I'm, I, um, you are going to um, share with us some drumming sounds, but before we do that, can you please let people know where to find you if you if they'd like to hear some more about about you some what you're up to and also some of the offerings that you have absolutely my website is angelafaith.love so angelafaith that's my first and middle name dot love and you can i think there's a well i don't think i know there's a prescription of my programs there also, there are many buttons to schedule a complimentary clarity call because I think it's important to for us to connect. I want someone to be sure that I'm the person they want to work with in this way. It's important. It's important okay. that they that I this is important work and I don't take it lightly. And I trust that spirit guides those marketing easy in that sense. I I trust that spirit takes care of who I'm who I'm supposed to serve. But I encourage people to set a complimentary clarity call to make sure that I am the next step, if that's what you're thinking, and to get some direction on how I can support them and where they are. So AngelaFaith.love. I am on Facebook, but you know what? I don't even encourage people to get on that any more than they need to. So <laughs> I do have a Facebook page. I, I do minimal. Um, I do things on there. But yeah, I am really working on moving away from social media in my own life. So I don't gotcha. like to encourage others to go find me there. Well, I will also make sure to put the link for your website. I'll put the link for yes. your website in the show notes as well. Um, this has been this has been fantastic. I am so appreciative for you oh. to have come here and have another a conversation that not only that I can enjoy, but this time we can also share with the audience out there. And I hope that people have uh, found this uh, interesting and inspiring and just just to spark that hope. There's so much we can do to support our support our wellness and our well-being. And we we all make a difference, not just for ourselves, but for all of us as a collective. Absolutely. You are important. We all are just like every drop of water in the ocean. Every blade of grass is necessary to make the yard. Every every leaf is necessary to, to make the tree full. We all are necessary and we get to decide how we're going to participate and lessons don't get skipped. <laughs> so that's another great yes. inspiring. And I will say my mission statement is it's my mission to inspire others to create wholeness, wellness and harmony through spiritual work and guidance. Beautiful. And that's, yeah. All right. If you'd like, I will do a short little song. This is a Cherokee morning song. I want to share really quick. I, I drum and sing for a nonprofit here locally called Dreams with Wings. It's adults with autism and Down syndrome. 
And I sang this song on my first occasion to drum and sing for them. And one of the residents that is, um, he, he verbalizes in different ways, right? And he is um, just a beautiful, beautiful soul. I sang this song, just two verses, and that's all I'll do today. And he sang it for two hours. And what that tells me is he remembered the song. His soul remembers the song. And that's with shamanism. There are many mystical or spiritual approaches out there. But if shamanism resonates with you, as it does me and others, that's then I encourage you to explore that. Yeah, because your soul remembers. So this is a Cherokee morning song. lovely oh, thank, thank you, you again oh, so much yes thank this you for the pleasure. opportunity i really i love you sander it has been so nice to connect with you in this way today and last week when we did and i'm here for you sister anytime you know that you are supported from this side of the pond <laughs> how, how beautiful and how lovely and i am really excited i have a feeling we might uh, i think there's there's more that we could we could talk about so yes. <laughs> um hopefully we'll be able to do this again thanks again everyone for listening you have been listening to chronically driven well that wraps up today's show i hope you've enjoyed what you've heard you can catch the replay and all previous episodes over on the podcast or my YouTube channel. Simply search for Chronically Driven and you will find me. Thanks for listening. I will be back in two weeks time. And until then, I am wishing you wellness. Have a great day. <laughs>